Welcome back to Splinters of a Broken Sun, an actual play podcast using the Fate Core system. We are in the middle of the Battle of the Oasis. The ship with Keva and Zonin upon it has zoomed off for parts unknown. Meanwhile, Mandukai, Karis, Emrin, and Maeve, along with Belcamp and Algar, have been left under attack by a pair of auditors, as well as the remaining Evangelical Order infantry and scouts who have survived the initial wave of this battle. Who is going to be able to escape the fury of the auditors? Well, only time will tell. So, without further ado, let's introduce the cast in the usual order. Hi everyone, I'm Kikers, and I play Keva Jarma. You can find me on Twitter at BeASpaceCat. Hello everyone, I'm OG Brown Sugar, and I play Maeve Sentis, Mother of Spiders and Heart of the Swarm. Howdy everybody, I'm Mike Blood, and I play Emron Pock. You can find me on Twitter at GoodSirBlood. And I'm Jason, and I play Zonin Chan. You can find me on Twitter at SingingChemist. Marvelous. I'm Matt, your Master of Ceremonies. Uh, I play everyone and everything else. So right now, we are at the top of an exchange. Emrin, you have carved your way through two more Evangelical Order scouts. Only one more scout remains, but your path to the Auditor is clear. It is getting difficult for you to see through your sword and shield. What do you do? I think Emrin is actually going to try and will himself out of his, his blood-drunk stupor and try and figure out why he can't see. Mm-hmm. If you want to do that, you're going to need to do an investigate roll. Well, as you know, I am very good at investigate. Is that what you want to do when you're face-to-face with an auditor? Just just want to check. So, uh, remember earlier when I said I wanted to do that? Yep. Yeah, I'm not going to do that anymore. Oh, all right. I think that Emrin Pock will completely disobey me and will charge the auditor. Okay, make your... you're doing an attack? I sure am. Make your fight roll. Fight the auditor with your father's blade. Okay, so you have made a great roll. The auditor will defend. Did you add your plus one from uh, the song? So that's a total of five, then. Okay, so you've made a superb roll. The auditor defends with a legendary fight roll. You swing your father's blade at the auditor, and the auditor's arm comes up to catch it along the flat of the blade, and shunt it aside. And the auditor's other hand shoves you in the chest, pushing you back. You now have a boost on you. The boost is... We say you use off-balance a lot, don't we? Your boost is staggered, which they can invoke twice for free. Maeve, Emran's initial charge of the auditor has not gone super well. One of the scouts that you have pinned down is still trying to get your attention. Maeve! Maeve! What do you do? I... I will just shout, you know, stay out of the way and we can have a good conversation about this later. And I will try to see if I can duck down behind something in the event that the auditor starts going pew pew. Okay. So if you want to create an advantage with for to have cover, you can do that with notice to see, create an advantage with notice to see if you can see somewhere good to hide. Will do. Okay. So you succeed with style on your notice roll. So what cover do you find? I find a little nook behind the big rock. And for added flair, I will pull a Frodo and just draw my supposedly elven cloak around me. Okay, I've created the aspect of the situation. A little nook. So you are hidden in there. You may invoke that aspect for free twice because you succeeded with style. Okay, Belcamp continues to play with Algar's help. And they're able to continue. Their song still fills the air. And the song is uh, mournful but defiant. And you will continue to take plus one for it on any acts you take against members of the Evangelical Order. Speaking of which, Karis, seeing that there is nothing between them and the Auditor, save for the unconscious scout, puts their bow down for a moment 
and their eyes flash, and they step forward, gripping their fists, lean uh, back and take a deep breath, and then uh, with their entire body, they lean forward and scream at the auditor. Are they dragon shouting? Something like that. Karis Johnson, whose voice whispers storms. Okay, and we are going to use their storm attack. Okay, uh, a tunnel of sonic waves, more concentrated than the ones that Bell Camp has been putting out, uh, streaks across the desert, sending up a furrow along the path. The unconscious uh, scout is sort of knocked unceremoniously out of the way like a rag doll. And let's see how the auditor manages that. Whoa! All right. Uh, so, hmm. I think the auditor uh, turns, looking surprised, and puts up their arms uh, in an attempt to block this, but is slammed into by the uh, the sonic bolt and flung off track. But I'm going to have them use their stunt armor of gov which they get to for uh, defending against fight or shoot attack. Oh, actually, they cannot use the Armor of Gov because this isn't technically a fight or shoot attack. So the Auditor takes a hit, and after his armor, takes two stress. The Auditor slams into the ground, digging a furrow through. Like, the sonic furrow terminates where it impacted the Auditor, and then the Auditor flew for a couple of meters and then slammed to the ground, digging a furrow of its own. So it's sort of like an interrupted line directly between Karis and where this auditor has come to rest. Uh, Karis collapses to their knees. Yartha and Anarchy continue to run. They disappear down into the oasis. Okay. Uh, Mandukai is still battling the infantry sergeant. Her uh, monk's spade is a whirling mass, and she sort of turns to look briefly at Karis as they collapse to the ground. Uh, a look of concern briefly passes over her face, but she soon returns to uh, pressing the infantry, attempting to get them dispatched so that she can help with these auditors. And she rolls a fantastic fight roll. All right. The sergeant uh, attempts to parry once again, but Mandukai sweeps uh, low with the other half with the crescent moon-shaped sort of hook-type thing on the other end of her monk spade, tripping the infantry sergeant and then uh, whirls it around and stabs the blade down, severing the infantry sergeant's head from her body. That one's done. She howls, and uh, as she howls, her glow increases and flares for a moment. The other infantry person, seeing their sergeant laid low, he shouts in rage and attempts to cut down Mandukai while she's howling. That's a pretty good roll. Let's see if Mandukai can defend against this fantastic fight roll that this uh, lone infantry dude managed. He's really pissed, apparently. She just barely is able to pull, uh, push aside the infantryman's uh, sword, but she looks at him with renewed respect and says, Ah, you deserve my full attention, for a moment at least. Oh, thank goodness that she's not dead or hurt. Uh, she's a little hurt, but not much. Yeah, I but I Mandukai is one of the best NPCs. She is great. The second auditor facing Emrin, the sun design, you've you've all seen by now the symbol of Gov that I put up on the on the Twitter. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the that's the design that I've mentioned before, the single roving sun eye that sort of goes all around the auditor helmets. That design swivels to lock on to Emrin. 
and pulses with a brong. And it attempts to slam a open palm into Emrin's face, and the palm begins to glow. Okay, so that's a great roll that it's made on its fight. Emrin, defend yourself. Would you say that this palm strike is really hot? It definitely is. So would I be able to invoke um, the silicate graphing mesh of my shield? Absolutely, if you need it. Okay, just check. Like uh, Maeve found when she tried to figure out what the auditors are doing, uh, everything about them is geared around heat, absorbing and outputting heat. So the uh, auditor goes for your face, and how do you fend them off? I just barely, because I can probably see like, would you say a, a 10 foot radius, whereas before it was pretty normal vision, 360 degrees? At this point, you can see maybe three feet. Damn. And it's dim. It's blurry. So maybe it's um, less reliant on my, my sight, more reliant on my, my hearing. I could probably hear the, uh, the crackling of the, the heat building up on the palm strike and just narrowly, I don't even like shunt it away. I get out of the way. Okay. A wise choice. The uh, fist sort of goes past where your head was, and the body of the Evangelical Order scout behind you, the one that you dispatched so messily, it disintegrates into ash. Oh my. Kevin Zonin, you're on the you're ship, up. and it's going fast. Um, I look over my journal that I've been keeping um, with like regard to the research and stuff that I've been doing at Hub. Can I attempt to make another uh, lore check? Okay. You can do lore or investigate at this point. Uh, six of one. <laughs> Still nothing. So what you can tell from this is uh, you get the impression that this ship goes to looking at the distances that are listed next to each uh, location. Some of those distances are going down, some are going up, and some are very, very large. So you can sort of intuit that while this ship is not going to be leaving the station anytime soon, uh, some of its stops appear to be farther away than could logically fit within the size of this station. So at some point, it's going to leave the station. Okay. Uh, and I don't, I can't discern that uh, time as of yet. No. Okay. I relay that to Keva. Okay. I am. Oh, gosh. Um, give me a second. No problem. Looking at the aspects, um, Keva is going to try to talk to the ship again and say, I need you to stop here. There has been, uh, it's an emergency stop. We have to stop here. You're saying emergency stop? At, at the hub, yeah. Okay, if you're saying emergency stop at the hub, that's more complex than emergency stop now here. Yeah, but she doesn't know exactly where they are, does she? I mean, yeah. You don't know where you are, but you're somewhere in the station. Yeah, but, you know, we, I don't know where we're going to stop if I say emergency stop. So, emer um, stop at, you know, emergency stop at the hub. Okay, make me that good rapport roll. <laughs> do you want to help, Zonin? I do. I will... Uh... Offer words of encouragement. You could try offering her words of Mandarin that you've learned that might help with this. Oh, yeah. I mean, the encouragement was in Mandarin. I thought that went without saying. Yeah. What language do we speak? It doesn't exist in our world. Mm. We clearly speak deep. Well, it's... We'll, we'll talk about it later. It's a patois kind of thing. 
I was hoping it was Esperanto. Uh, not quite. How's that roll coming? Oh, yeah. Should I add the plus one? Yep. Wow. You're not having any luck. Um, let me do... We've got a complication here. Do you want to use... Uh, do you have any more fate points to use? I have one more. <laughs> Away with animals. Here we go. Okay. So you use that, and that brings you up to a three, which is what you need. You tell the ship, emergency stop, return to hub. The ship begins to slow, confused. And then it, you see some lights coming on on the various uh, panels. In particular, there's a readout coming out on Zonin's panel, and it's got sort of a flashing red thing there. So Zonin, if you want to make a lore or investigate, uh, you'll need a an average roll to deco- decipher what this message says. All right, here goes nothing. All right. Uh. There is some kind of error message. Keva, the ship seems to feel lost and confused. Yeah, I figure it's because of the fact that there's thousands of tons of sand over everything. Could well be. Emran, you've just Why, dodged hello? you've just dodged an incinerated face. What do you want to do? I think Emran is gonna try and fight smarter and um is going to try and start smashing equipment on the auditor instead of going for a kill. And also, uh sorry, when you're in this part of the scene, either Maeve or Emran can go first, like if you want to work on Stacking uh, advantages or creating advantage, that kind of stuff, you can do that. Maybe would you mind going first? Definitely. No. Um. Would I know if I'm within, if if Emran is within earshot of myself? Try shouting. I think I will just shout and reiterate the advantage on like unorthodox, non-hot stuff, and just remind them of the, like the weird connection at the nape. Oh yes, the cable that goes into the uh, goes into the spine. Indeed, and I'll, I'll just say, like, if you can hear me, just shout something back. Emran okay. screams as he feels a wave of heat. All right, so Maeve, I want you to use your lore to create an advantage for Emran, or whoever you do it in this scene. You'll need to make a good roll on this so that he will hear and clearly understand what you are telling him. Uh, should I add the plus one? Uh, you're not acting directly against him, so no. Okay. All right, but you do it. So Emran, uh, you have the advantage on the auditor of secret knowledge which you can invoke once for free well okay can i do anything else uh you can move uh, creating an advantage is a is a is an action that takes your turn okay gotcha um not sure if this will be taking advantage but uh from having seen and done my little medical checkup of zonin while he was uh bonding with matt damon would i know about the little like slits and crannies in the arbiter joints? Uh, you only had the helmet to work with, and I guess a gauntlet that goes up to the elbow, but you can probably, from the construction and from where it broke on the arm, gather that the inside of the elbows are not as strong as the rest, and the part at the very base of the neck, right where it connects to the bulky shoulder and back armor, is a very small slot in there that you could do some damage if you were able to hit that very small target. Would bugs fit through there? They might. It would be tough for them to get on there, climb all the way up, and get in without being crushed or thrown off, but they could try. Okay, I will keep that in mind. Emran? I think I'd like to try and create the opportu- or create the advantage of like joint lock and try and trap one of the auditor's arms or start to break the suit by going after the joints. Okay. So you're going to try and basically break the right or the left arm you want to go for? 
Let's go with the left. Okay. So you go in to try and drive your blade into the weaker elbow joint on the left arm of the auditor. So roll your create an advantage with fight. And it will defend also using fight. Damn. Okay. Uh, you drive your sword in towards the auditor's elbow, but uh, it is able to move with uh, preternatural speed and get its arm out of the way, and you are left slightly overextended, but not enough so that there's a boost or anything on you. It just looks kind of awkward. All right, Karis is still on their knees, but uh, they are breathing heavily and raggedly. You can see there's some blood coming from the corners of their mouth uh, as they attempt to pull back another arrow to fire at the downed auditor uh, that was approaching Mandukai. All right, that's pretty good. That's a fantastic shot. And we will see how the auditor is able to avoid this. Ooh, they are not. But I can use the armor of Gov here to avoid it being too much of a success. Actually, I'm going to use that to re-roll. Well, not much of an improvement. <laughs> uh, so yes. the, the arrow impacts the auditor's chest and explodes, and the auditor takes some more damage. We're going to give them a consequence. Splody chest. All right, we're going to give them the moderate consequence. Splody chest. <laughs> Hit them in the leg, so we're going to call it uh, reduced mobility, broken leg armor. Not splody leg? It hasn't exploded, it's just damaged. Auditors are still very tough. They're a bunch of nerds. Okay, and it is the auditor's turn, uh, so it stands up, and looking at Karis, the, uh, the sun moves in that direction and does its little pulse. And it holds up both hands and fires a double beam towards uh, they whose voice whispers storms. Oh dear. Dodge, Karis, dodge. Oh, Karis doesn't even have athletics. Oh. Oh boy. Oh my goodness. Oh boy. Somewhere on that, somewhere on that ship, Keva had like a sudden jolt as if one voice suddenly cried out. This is not good. I like a voice... So that Karis might have a, a chest. Uh, Karis is going to invoke that consequence, the broken leg armor, to say that the aim is not as good, which will increase that by two to one at least. Uh, but Karis is still taking a six-shift hit from the auditor's blast as it rages across, right back down that furrow that Karis created with uh, their storm whisper, and slams into the vice reveler of Velico. Maybe like at their shoulder? <laughs> well, uh, I think Karis is going to have to take a consequence here. Oh, I'd like to vote for shattered shoulder. Mm, that would be a pretty bad one, seeing as they're an archer. Give me enough time and I will figure out biomedical cybernetics. Or Keva, maybe. I don't know. Okay, plus two, plus four, plus six. All right, I think. Well, that's what we've got written down here anyway. So... A moderate consequence would bring that down to plus two and then two stress. Okay. Karis takes a moderate consequence, and we're going to go with broken shoulder, like you said, or rather um, burned shoulder. And those, those joints are very tough things to heal, I would know. Indeed. My shoulder's been messed up since I was 14 years old. Ah, my uh, elbow has been messed up since I was six. Oof. Okay, good. So, still has, Kara still has the one and three stress box available and the mild and severe consequence. Perfect. 
Well, not perfect for Karis, obviously. Mandukai's turn. Mandukai does not see this happen, because Mandukai is locked in battle with the final infantry person uh, on this stage. Speaking of which, the other group is nearly here. So let's see how Mandukai does with that one. That's an alright roll. Mandukai got a fantastic fight roll. And the soldier gets a two. Okay. The soldier has excellent sword work. Amarin, if you were able to see this soldier, you would be duly impressed by how well he fights and the precision of each one of his blows and strikes. But he is, in the end, no match for Mandukai Alarmuti, whose joy is the fire, High Priestess of the Dunes and Champion of Veliko. They go back and forth for a few seconds, Mandukai's smile growing wider and wider, showing more and more teeth, uh, her beard bristling with energy, and the bells and ribbons uh, waving around her like a pack of excited snakes. But finally, uh, she's able to slip through the man's guard, and the uh, crescent takes him in the neck, not cutting off his head, but pinning him to the ground. Once he's there, she gives him a wink, and then brings her foot around, slamming it into the side of his head. He goes unconscious. That guy was no joke for a little bit. Indeed. All right. The other auditor turns to Emran and attempts to essentially chop you in the uh, in the shoulder uh, where your well chop you in the right shoulder to force you to drop that sword. It's a judo chop. Pretty much. So the auditor's going to do a fight on you. Actually, no, the otter's going to try and create an advantage on you, but still using fight. Okay, the otter's rolled a fantastic fight roll to create an advantage on you. You may defend with your fight or athletics. Do I get the plus one for this defense? Nope, only actions against. Okay, Ooh. that doesn't quite make it. Um, what do you want to do, Emron? I think this is just a physical chop, right? Nothing um, heat going on? Nope, just physical chop. I think because I'm an extremely strong blacksmith that I'm going to just tough it out. Okay. And try and flex your shoulder muscle. So are you going to re-roll or are you adding two? So you add two, I'm you're still going to lose the contest. I think I'm just going to re-roll. All right, go for it. Well, okay. All right. Uh, so the sword, uh, you find your, your right hand spasms open and the sword falls to the ground. Uh, so you have the disadvantage. Uh, he's created the aspect disarmed on you. Okay. All right. And did I do did I do Belcamp and Algar this round? Not yet. Not yet. All right. Let's get that done. Well, another. They're really consistent with this uh, rock and roll they're putting out. Uh, so the song continues in that same uh, mournful but defiant vein, as the uh, song continues to strengthen the souls of those who remain on the battlefield. Keva and Zonin. Either of you can go first here. The ship is slowing and beginning to bank. It's changing direction one way and then the other, and then one way and the other, and the error keeps flashing on the screen. Keva is going to ask the ship what's wrong, I guess. Okay. Uh, roll your empathy this time, as you're trying specifically to figure out what's causing it to stress. <laughs> Yay! Okay, very good. Uh, you get the impression, and you're able to sort of translate it in your head into error cannot locate hub beacon error cannot locate hub beacon error mm-hmm hub beacon would keva be able to be like this way like from where she remembers it would be if keva knows where the hub is well she knows where that hole was and then 
she was kind of, I mean, could could locate it. Do you want to go back to that borehole that's just west of the big battle going on? Yeah, and would that hole be be big enough for the ship? No, it's not nearly big enough for the ship. You would have to land there and get everyone out and then figure out how you're going to get 75 people through the transit system that they don't have the nanomachines for, along with the animals you've brought. Yes, but Keva has an idea about the nanomachines, but anyway. Okay, I mean... You we'll can... get to... We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. You can try to do that. I'll remind you that that is not very far from the battle, and this glowing ship returning to that location might bring attention to that location again. Okay, so is there like... Okay, so the ship can't locate the hub beacon. Hmm, would Keva... Does she know what what direction from the borehole the hub was? There's only one person who has seen something that would have allowed him to figure out where the hub is. And that's Emrin. No one else has seen outside of the hub except for hub. You could go pick him up or try to. Keva suddenly feels very like, I don't know how we're going to find the hub. We've got to go back. We can't leave them all there. Yeah. No, I just... You got all these kids here. She's she's really torn, you know. Does she does she go back and like she doesn't know what to do? All right, Zonin, what are you doing? Um, that's a great question. I'm going to ask Matt Damon if he knows where Hub is. Uh, all right. So Matt Damon says, "Uh, I barely know what the Hub is." Well, thank you for trying. As far as I know, nobody in the church knows what it is or where it is. Did he log the coordinates? Did you log the coordinates? Like, Do you have any sort of record as to... Do you track your own location? I mean, when I can. Could, I take it you couldn't do that when you were on Hub? Not so much, but we could try to figure something out. Uh, give me a resources roll. Oh, good. Something I can do. Oh, no, wait. I don't have that, but that's fine. Let's go for it. Let's see if you have what you need to try and make the deductions. No. <laughs> no, sir, Bob. Uh, so you and Matt Damon sort of uh, talk to each other for a little while, but you're not able to figure out a solution. There's something there, but you can't quite you can't quite figure it out. You don't quite have the materials in your journals or your notes to help you with this exact thing. All right. So journey on. You can still see this list of things, uh, this list of stops, essentially, on the screen. And Keva, you know that the ship is trying to get to another stop. It's not clear where that is. But you and Zonin have both seen, when you were at school, maps of the domain. Yes, that is correct. And you know where some things are on these maps. So would Keva be able to direct the ship to an uninhabited area? An uninhabited area? Some place where we could lay low for a while and then try to, like, return and hopefully rejoin with Maeve and Emrin. Okay, so you want to find somewhere safe-ish that's not the middle of the desert, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you... 
you can probably figure out an area like that. The question is uh, if you can communicate it to the ship and if the ship's maps are anything like yours that you've seen. And does the ship have maps? <laughs> That's going to be another report roll, isn't it? Um, for this, it would be resources. Oh, crap. That might even be worse. You could also try rapport to see if you can get, uh, if you can communicate to the ship that you want to go back the direction it came from or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, hold on a second. I am going to flip a physical coin. What do you think zone, or what do you think Keva would do? Well, I couldn't find a coin, and the answer to that would probably be friends. Okay. So because you are the team parent, it would make sense for you to want to go back to the Oasis, even though there's a battle going on there. But doing so will put the 50 children, 25 adults, and 5 goats in this ship in danger. She's going to try to get close enough that they can see what's happening, but far enough away that they are not going to get hit. Okay, so if you're accepting that compel, make note of it. Yep. Well, now you need that rapport roll. <laughs> okay, let me try. Zonin, you can still help with this. Okay, I'll uh, we'll kind of I'll coach her through and help her recognize some of the symbols. Little chayo. Maybe she needs like a back rub or something. I don't know. All right, roll them bones. Hey, you did it! <laughs> oh. Somehow, Kev's a uh, great emotional need to be with her friends, like just pushed through to the ship. Okay, the ship turns uh, somewhat reluctantly and begins speeding back from whence it came. Uh, Emran or Maeve, how's it going over there? I'm in dire need of assistance. Looks that way. Would I have heard uh, Karis go down? Probably. They're not that far away. Also, Algar has uh, abandoned drumming and gone over to try and pull Karis into cover. Would I be able to reach Karis in my turn? Uh, yeah, you can. There's only the one scout left, and she seems more interested in getting your attention than shooting you with an arrow, and you've been ignoring her. But uh, there's a risk. You can try and get over there, for sure. I was going to try to cannibalize that arrow, but I don't know if I could use it. Uh, could I try to have some poisonous insects try to stealthily? latch onto the Arbiter? The Auditor? Yes, the Auditor. Sorry. Halo moment. Uh, yeah. You can you can give that a shot. So, uh, roll your stealth and add a plus two because bugs are small. Okay, and the Auditor will attempt to defend with notice. Add a minus two because bugs are small. Okay. So, you have successfully infiltrated a small poisonous insect in through the tiny slot at the back of the auditor's helmet. That has left you pretty worn out because that kind of detail work does not come easily. Emeryn. Why yes, hello, Matt. You are standing there face to face with an auditor and your blade has fallen. You I'd can... like to overcome that obstacle. Okay. It's going to be athletics to get that up while the auditor is trying to kill you. I'm pretty good at that. All right. You scoop up the blade. You are no longer disarmed. Unfortunately, that's your turn. I grip my teeth. The first auditor with the damaged leg stands and uh, reaches down, and it uh, its hand flares for a moment on its leg that's damaged, and it removes its hand, and the armor is not fully repaired, but it seems to be in better shape. It flexes its leg, then turns and begins to walk 
towards Mandukai. It has cleared that consequence, which it can do once per session. As the Sisters of Battle would say, heresy mutation. Okay, so that brings us to uh, Mandukai's turn. Mandukai turns to face that auditor. Mandukai is kind of assuming that you've got this handled, Emrin, which may or may not be fair at the moment. Uh, no, I totally got it. Mandukai turns and uh, rushes the auditor, uh, trailing her ribbons and bells and sparkles in her wake as blood drips from her monk spade. Karis is in rough shape. Uh, they are still fumbling to try and get their bow, but um, they can't use it because their shoulder is badly burned. And you can see Karis uh, still coughing up blood, cursing furiously as Algar continues to try and drag them away from the battlefield and back towards the oasis. Uh, Belcamp continues to play his guitar. Uh, there are tears in his eyes. Okay, you continue to get your plus one forward. Without the drum in the background, the guitar sounds lonely. And that brings us to the auditor facing Emrin. Uh, so the auditor seems a little bit frustrated that Emrin was able to get his sword back and tries to just uh, slug you again with a burning fist. All right, they've been an epic fight roll. Emrin, defend yourself. And he bravely ran away. You're very welcome to do that too if you want. Brave, brave. I would never run. Okay, so currently you are tied which means you're going to take a hit, but the auditor will pay a price for it. Would you get the plus one in that scenario? Uh, no, it's only when you are doing an attack or creating an advantage directly on them. Uh, I'll remind you, you do have a free invoke on secret knowledge that you could use at this point, Emron. I think I'm just going to hold on to that. Okay. Uh, in that case, the auditor invokes their aspect. We cleanse with Gov's fire, bringing their attack up to a nine. Delicious. You take a two-shift hit. So click the uh, the two box under physical? Yep. Okay. Uh, so the burning fist takes you... It was aimed for your face, but you're able to sort of throw up your arms. So the burning fist takes you in the bicep and sort of throws you sideways. It's painful, but you're able to keep your feet and keep your sword in hand. That's good, though, because his face is already burnt. Yeah. But only Just like sunburn. It'll that'll that'll heal eventually. It'll peel and then it'll heal. However, the rest of the army's here now. The scouts immediately open fire on you, Emrin. Okay. You defend with athletics when you are shot at with arrows. They've made a great shot there. You defend successfully. They are stunned by how athletic you are, and they sort of fumble with their arrows, so they're at a bit of a disadvantage. They've got a boost on them from uh, your very successful defense. The infantry, uh, they don't want to get in the auditor's way, so they are trying to get around and flank you. So they are going to try and create an advantage on you of flanked. All right, so they've rolled a great attempt to make an advantage. You can defend with your fight or athletics, uh, or your notice, I guess. All right, so you defend with your fight. They are not able to get that advantage on you, but they are moving over there, and they'll be ready probably on the next turn. Everything's fine, guys. Uh, you can no longer see Anarchy or Yartha. Uh, no one's seen Thed since before the battle started. So uh, that brings us back up to the ship. Keva and Zonin, you are racing back towards from whence you came. One of the adults who is watching the children comes into the bridge and says, what's going on? We are just circling around because we don't know where to go. 
Away? Uh, we're we're going we're we're going back for the others. Don't what? worry, everyone's going to be safe. You are going to be taken to a safe place. You know that those people are fighting and dying to keep these kids safe, right? Yeah. The whole point was so that you could get away with them, and you're going back. We're not going that far back. We're just trying to assess the situation. Can you drop us off somewhere before you fly into a war zone? We're working on it. Do you know where we're going? These kids' lives are in your hands. Remember that. And she turns and walks out. That didn't answer my question! I didn't hear your question, sorry. Oh, do you know where we're going? Like, do we know where another, like, group of rebels are? She turns around as she's on her way out and she says, Karis didn't give you the coordinates? Karis has coordinates? Did Karis? Probably not. They were distracted. But, right, but she unrolls a map that she's got in her, uh, she's got a satchel. She pulls out a map and unrolls it on uh, one of the consoles. The console sort of beeps in protest, but she just jumps back a bit and then is like, uh, can I use this surface? What does the ship say? The ship doesn't actually appear to have noticed. It's just the console that was beeping. So it's probably fine. Yeah, just go ahead. Uh, so she gestures to Zonin and is like, hey, all right. And she points at a location on the map and says, this is a safe house. We need to be going there. And on the map, you can see that it is, in fact, it's it's far from the oasis. It's if you uh, if you've seen the map of the sectors, it's up closer to the edge of sector five. The slums? No. Sorry. They're not great, but they're not. But slums. this ship was, yeah. But this ship was moving really fast. It's a fast ship. Okay, so we're gonna go here, drop you guys off, and then we have to go back. All right, as long as we keep these people safe. Okay. Uh, so, so you're going to communicate with the ship where you want to go? You know the drill for that. Yeah. <laughs> Rapport. But you have a map now, so I'll give Rapport. you a plus one. Yeah. And if, yes. And if Zonin's helping, that's another plus one, so for a total of plus two. I'm always helping. What? All right. Uh, so... The ship continues flying towards the oasis. Uh, you show, you try to like communicate the location on the map. You try and show the map to your console, but the ship seems to be pretty frazzled about this whole cannot locate hub beacon thing, and it's just trying to get where you've told it to go in the first place. I, I imagine that secretly inside, Keva really feels guilty about leaving her friends, and the ship can tell that. Quite possibly. It knows you don't really mean it. All right, so that uh, Zonin, what do you want to do? Do you have anything else you want to do here? No, I don't really have anything I can do. Oh, no, that's not true. I want to ask Matt Damon how I recharge. Oh, okay. Matt Damon says, uh, you know, the sun. Does it need to be the sun, or can it be any sort of heat source? It's As far as I know, you got to be under the sun. Okay. Thank you, Matt. Hey, no problem, boss. We'll show those heretics, right? We're heading back to give them a little what for? Yeah, you know it. You hey. and me, buddy, all the way. Hey, maybe some real auditors will be there and they can help us out. Yeah, totally. Matt Damon seems very excited at this prospect. When they're talking, Kevin's like giving like Matt Damon like this look like, ugh. Can you hear him? No, but she knows that they're talking. Oh, uh, okay. So, that's what's happening. The ship is still heading towards the Oasis. Yeah, but hold on a second. 
I mean, Keva is going to like regard Zone and Matt Damon and say, you know, I am going to see if I can have a talk with Matt Damon sometime soon. Um, you know, you're not missing much. Hey, that hurts. I take the helmet off. <laughs> yeah, he probably still feels that it hurts. Assuming he feels anything. I'll assume he doesn't. He's just programmed to give like an emotional response, but he doesn't actually feel it. If I know anything about Matt Damon's, it's that they're programmed to look like they feel things, but they don't really. (laughs) That's true. Especially based on recent events. Matt Damon related events. Mm. Uh, All right. So we go back to the battle at the Oasis. Uh, Mandukai and the auditor begin their dance. Uh, neither one seems to be able to get the upper hand, and they are sort of clashing uh, together. That roll that I did there was the scout trying to clear the under fire by uh, getting away from Maeve's shooting range, but uh, she wasn't able to do that. And let's see, so Karis has been dragged down into the Oasis, along with Algar. Camp is still playing. And Thad is incognito. In there somewhere. All right, so you do still get the plus one forward, but uh, looks like he's having a tougher and tougher time playing without Algar's support and with Karis down and with a whole new group of soldiers arriving. Okay, Emran or Maeve? If Emran were to create some sort of um, advantage on the auditor, would I be able to invoke it when the bug goes in for the kill? Uh, Yeah, you can give it a shot. You can always use uh, advantages, aspects that have been created on people or things. So what do you two want to do? I'm going to grapple them. Okay. You're going to try and grapple the auditor. All right. Are you trying to just hold them or are you trying to harm them with this grapple? I'm trying to, um, honestly, this is going to be a created advantage for, just call it pinned. Okay. Uh, so use your physique or your fight. Okay. Damn. Uh, so you attempt to pin the auditor. But the auditor is able to reverse that and uh, sort of flip it around and trip you. And you fall flat on your face. And you have the boost prone on you now. This is fine. Maeve? Uh, And having the bug go in, that would be a fight roll, correct? Uh, So you want the uh, the bug to, like, land and bite the auditor? Where do you want them to do it? Oh, I thought the bug was already, like, in the... It's inside, but where on the auditor's body do you want it to bite? Uh, right where the tubes go into the nape of the neck. Aim for the juggler. Okay. Uh, so the bug flies up into the helmet, uh, and is incinerated. I mean, oh damn! You you remember that that's what the helmets do to foreign organic that's material, right? right? <laughs> but it's the beginnings of a plan. You feel your connection with that insect uh, severed, and it's a bit of a shock, but not enough to actually hurt you. Uh, but you've still got your turn. Ah, uh, I done goofed. These things happen. Um, I will shout, I will stop firing under the person and just go, yep, this is Maeve, um, help me out, and we can have a good conversation about this later. I said, Maeve, do you remember we used to work together? If you surrender, I can get them to go easy on you. I know people. And uh, if you want to try and recognize this person by the, the voice and those clues, uh, you can do an investigate role. If that's uh, would investigating them take up my turn? Uh, yeah. No, I think. Would I be able to try to get another poisonous insect into the auditor? Uh, you can. It was a strain the first time. It's going to be tougher this time. So you're going to have to roll to roll for it with your will. And you'll have to do a good roll to get that bug. Yeah, no, I think that's all I got at this point. Uh, I will go for that strategy. 
All right, give it a try. Uh, should I roll the will first? Yeah. It should be easy enough for you to do. Yeah, you got it. So you're able to get a bug, and now you got to sneak it into the auditor. So roll your stealth at plus two. Okay, and it will attempt to notice. Ooh. Uh, do you want to use any points on that, Maeve? Oh, I might. Uh, if I if the bug does get in and it were to go for the bite, would it be a fight roll? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I feel like I gotta save that point. Uh, I mean the the bug if the bug goes in and poisons the person piloting uh, this auditor, I mean that's probably going to create an advantage, but it might not kick in right away because most bugs the size that are able to get in there aren't gonna have uh, venom that's like instantly deadly to a full-grown human but it would create an advantage that could be used yeah no uh, playing support is about all i got so yeah i think i'll i'll invoke the secret knowledge okay so you, you invoke that for free you know where the best place to bite is uh because you are an apothecary and you're well versed in poisons and the bug is in there now so on your next turn you can have it take a bite all right. Uh, um, the auditor to the north gets a solid hit on Mandukai, and she goes flying south, uh, still trailing her sparkles and her bells and stuff. She's not down, but she's hurt. You can see there's like something. Her sparkles are leaking, and they're not like going down towards the ground. They're sort of like rising up into the air, uh, as if they were lighter than the air. But she's uh, she's still on her feet, as it were. But she looks rattled. All right, so uh, the Evangelical Order Infantry, the new grunts come in. I'm just going to delete these dead people. They're getting in my way. Gone, but not forgotten. Indeed. Okay, and together they rush in at Emrin, and they are trying to take you down. So you'll need to defend against their fight roll there. They've gotten a great roll as they uh, sort of rush you with their swords trying to take advantage of your fight with the Auditor, but unfortunately they are not able to uh, get past your 360 awareness. Dim as it is at this point, you're still able to see them coming just enough to evade their attack and bat away their blades. They're nowhere near as strong as you, and you can feel that your strength... You haven't really had any other people to test it against since you went to the hub. But now, uh, testing your blade against these fully trained veteran soldiers, you can tell that your strength is nothing human anymore. And the last uh, infantry comes in and tries to do a solo attack on you because they're basically surrounding you at this point. Brave, but ill-advised. They don't think so. All right. This one seems to be a little more skilled than the other two. Oh, boy. Oh, you're tied. Are you going to use any of your points on this? Fresh out, I'm afraid. Okay. Uh, this soldier uses one of their points, though. They invoke their aspect, the swift blade of Gov's justice, to get their sword into your shoulder, your shield shoulder. You take a two-shift hit. Damn. I can fill the, the three-shift box, right? Yeah, you can. A mild consequence is also two shifts, but that takes a little time to clear. I think I'll just hold on to my consequences for now. And the scouts begin firing on you with their arrows again. They've advanced a little bit more to a better range, and they begin to shoot. So what can you do about those arrows? They've made another great shot. Not great enough. They are dazzled by the way you're able to uh, knock the arrows away with your shield, despite having just been stabbed in the shoulder. You're really impressing these scouts. 
The last scout, who is under fire, once more attempts to get herself into a better position so that she's not within Maeve's arrow range. And continues to call, Maeve, I'm serious. This isn't looking good for you. But they're still not able to get into a better position. Okay, we're going to go back up to the ship, and then something else happens next exchange. Keva, Zonin. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to go to the starboard hole and see if I can stick the gauntlet, kind of just like peek it through the tarp to see if I can soak up some of that sweet, sweet sun. Okay, you are not currently under the sun. Oh, right, right, right. I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's nighttime. Uh, then I'm just going to go entertain It's still night? You flew away from where the sun was coming. So yeah, it's still night. But maybe you two can do something with that map and the ship. Okay, I'm going to uh, try and discern more about that map. I don't know what I want to know about it because I don't know what there is to know about it. You could also see if that console you were sitting at has any controls you could figure out how to use. Okay, let's do that. Let's go to the navigation console. I don't know if that's what it is, but let's try. Okay, so you want to sit there. Um, and I would say this is a uh, lore or investigate. And because you know some of the language, we'll say that you need a fair role lore investigate to figure out how this console works can i get some support from keva what do you think keva yeah i mean she doesn't know the language but she knows how this ship thinks i guess okay uh thank you for trying to help uh so you're looking at the console and while you can't quite figure out how to activate it you can see that it does appear to have a slot where something might come out and uh, it does have, around the edges, little projector beads, like the ones on uh, Keva's console, that could probably project some type of controls as well. Uh, and on the screen, uh, you can see, again, it shows that schedule, and there's something behind the schedule. You can see it's as if, uh, it's as if there were a pile of papers inside the screen, and the paper on top has the schedule, and you can see a bit of the edge of something underneath it. Okay. I'll keep looking. You can try stuff, like based on those hints. Oh. Um, can I, like, touch the screen and try and touch, like, the thing at the edge? See if it does anything? Okay. Uh, when you do that, the schedule uh, sort of disappears, and there's a little animation that makes it look like it's being shuffled behind another one. And the page behind it is a map with uh, the locations marked out on it. Oh. Kevo, what do you make of this? Well, it looks like another map. Maybe we could try to figure some of this out. Uh, I want to grab the map that the um, passenger had and see if there's any like, correlation or if I can lay it over and do some fun things. Okay. Uh, so you can lay it over it, but um, because the inside of the station is filled with junk, you, it's hard to find points of reference. But you do find, if you sort of, you can move around on the map by dragging your finger, you find. There is on the map an extremely tall tower that you think might correspond to the, what's the word, to the really big shrine in the capital the tallest building that, as far as anyone knows, exists. Okay. So working from there, you can sort of start to figure out which stop is which. And uh, the stop that has a check mark next to it, the one that it has already visited, does sort of line up with the borehole where 
you came out from the mall. You can also uh, see that there is a stop that is not too far away from the safe house that uh, is marked on the map that you have. Okay, are there any locations close to the Oasis where we could drop the um, passengers off? The closest one is the mall. Kevin, do you think... The mall of... Sorry, the mall of death. Yeah, the mall full of dead people. Yeah, but that's a mall full of dead... Dead people don't kill other people. But it's really close to the fighting. But it's also not directly at the fighting. True, it was like 10 kilometers away? 10 clicks, yeah. I, I say I say we make a quick stop, get everyone ready to unload, drop them off, and then rush back to help our friends. Okay. So, Keva doesn't have to tell the ship because it's already returning. The ship is going directly back right. to where it crashed. Okay, so Dutch rerouting to tell it, go back to this to the stop that you passed over? Like, it didn't stop there. Uh, no, it, it flew over it on its way out. So can she, like, somehow... Uh, sorry, it, it flew away from it on its way out. Like, it seems like that was the last stop that it hit before it crashed. Okay, so can Keva manipulate the schedule <laughs> to say, stop here now. Now. You know, stop here. Yeah, you can. Do I say... have to roll report? It's going to be that or lore, because you're starting to figure mm. out how the system works. This is as confusing as the subway is in New York for visitors. Now that you have a fairly clear idea of exactly where you want to go, you can make this with an average roll. I just rolled in. It was only a one. I'm sorry, a fair is what I meant to say. All right, so you have rolled sufficiently to redirect the ship. Uh, it... Seems a little annoyed at all of these changes in course and schedule, but it does shift its uh, trajectory slightly to be headed towards the mall instead. <laughs> Down back at the battlefield, the sun is rising. It's that time of the day, apparently. It took the sun a little longer than usual to get here, but uh, must have gotten stuck somewhere. But it's here now, reaching over the horizon, and as the sun rises... Mandukai's glow begins to dim, and the auditors begin to strengthen. Oh, no. So, the auditor and uh, Mandukai, they clash together again, but this time, with the sun rising, it's clear that Mandukai's strength is not what it was under Veliko's eyes, uh, or Gav's eyes, rather, under the moon's. It is waning as the sun grows stronger in the sky and the auditor is able to push back against her and uh, once again sort of sent her flying and she flies back and slams into the amp which explodes. Belcamp is by his turn thrown away from the exploding amp by the force of the explosion. He curls up protectively around his guitar and lands on his back the wind going out of him. Emron and Maeve. I will have the bug bite him. Or them, okay. since I'm not sure. The bug lands and bites the auditor. You see Emrin, the auditor, stiffens slightly. Then, moments later, the insect is incinerated on the inside, but it did deliver that payload. So, at some point soon, the auditor will start feeling the effects of that venom. Emrin. Emrin um, flashes back to sword lessons with Hector, and, and um, imparting 
a, a very poignant lesson now, which was uh, to only use the sword as a last resort. But Emran never did his whole life. It was the first thing he went to, probably be the last. And uh, turning his attention away from the auditor, he starts to strike at the infantry around him. Okay. So you begin to attack the infantry. Roll your blade. All right. And let's see how they do. All right. So your blade finds them. They roll a great defense, but your epic offense is more than their match. So you succeed with style. Uh, you do a three-shift hit. Your blade slashes through. Are you aiming to kill them? No. Okay. I'm just trying to make a hole to eventually get to Maeve. Okay. As one of these auditors is about to be... No, sorry. One of these infantry people is about to be taken out. Are you doing it with the flat or the edge? The flat. Okay. The auditor... Not the auditor... The infantry person sort of spins as they are flung away from your blade. And by the time they hit the ground, they are unconscious. The other two infantry close in, closing ranks, and attempting to force you back into the auditor's range, I suppose. So they're trying to create an advantage on you using their fight skill. All right. So you need to defend against their great attempt to push you back. And you do. You're able to hold your ground even as they approach you and attempt to sort of pincer movement you uh, into the auditor's waiting arms. Uh, the scouts open fire and they are attempting to shoot you with arrows. Uh, they're still sort of in awe of your skill though, so they are at a disadvantage as they attack. Okay, so you only have to defend against a mediocre attack with your athletics, which you handily do. And they are once again left gawping at the physical prowess of this young man with his sword and his shield. You should all run. Uh, they don't seem to want to, seeing as the auditor is now glowing, and there's a loud hum coming from its armor as it levels its hands at you and fires a twin beam into your backer side. Okay, not the best roll they could have gotten, but uh, you need to defend against a five, and defend against a superb shot. With your athletics, which you managed to do. Uh, the auditors, however, are Gov's Wrath personified. Oh, wait, sorry, no, they have a special one for this. Oh, okay, good. So they actually get a plus two naturally when the sun's out. Uh, so they actually rolled a seven. So uh, do you have something you can use for your defense? I'm out of points, sadly. Okay, uh, fortunately, you only take a one shift hit. Emmon grunts. All right, uh, nobody knows where the rest of them are. Maeve, you're still in your nook. The ship is racing up towards the mall. Is there anything you want to do? It's going to be a few rounds before you get there. Or should we just say the ship is going? I think Keva is kind of... I mean, she doesn't know what's going on, but I think she's starting to like break under the pressure a little bit. Mm. And it is just kind of tearing up. Okay, that... That scout finally is able to get into a better position to get away from Maeve's uh, attack. And she once again calls, Maeve, the sun's out. The auditors are unstoppable when the sun is out. Please surrender before they are forced to kill you. And uh, she is going to roll her rapport against you. Okay. So, let's see. How do you defend against rapport when they're creating an advantage? Or rather, overcome. Would it be will? Uh, well, it's generally for provoke. Uh, I think you just defend with your own rapport. 
or your deceive. Yeah, you can try and trick her, or you can try to convince her otherwise with rapport. If you're trying to trick her or lie to her, use your deceive. Uh, yeah, I don't have rapport, so I guess I'll just use deceive. Okay. Should I add anything to that? Nope. Okay. Darn those negatives. You are feeling deeply compelled to go with this woman. The auditor, we're back at the top, marches down towards Mandukai with glowing fists and is preparing to fire on her one more time. Uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, Belcamp slowly climbs to his knees and uh, still cradling his guitar is sort of looking hopelessly at the auditor as it approaches Mandukai. And he seems torn. He's, he doesn't know what to do. He's only ever had to sing and play... Well, not sing. He's only ever had to play his guitar. But now it seems he might have to step up in some other way or abandon his leader. He can't seem to figure out what he wants to do. His, his hands are gripping his guitar now. It's in front of him, and he begins to play, but there's no sound without the amp. And he doesn't have his other guitar that doesn't need the amp. And it just feels so hopeless. And he grips his guitar, and he just doesn't know what to do. He watches. Emrin. I think Emrin um, thinks again of Hector showing him how to use a sword, and Faria is watching from uh, the threshold of their house. And this time, uh, Hector is making Emrin drill with one of the dummies from the guard barracks. And he's showing him where to hit people to cause the maximum amount of damage without having to kill them. Mm -hmm. And Emrin recreates that. Are you fighting the infantry still? Sure I am. Okay. All right, not bad. Okay. They match your strikes, but it takes both of them to uh, fend you off. Uh, you get a boost on them. They are afraid. Cool. Uh, okay, Maeve, your whole body wants you to step out. Your mind is telling you, logically, you must. This is the logical move, but... Just want to make sure I get the right thing here. Authority must prove its worth or it must be overthrown, Maeve. These symbols of authority are destroying everything that stands against them. Will you surrender to them as they prove their worth or will you continue to fight? I'll keep fighting. Okay, give me a fate point. Mandukai is groaning. The glow that is her body is slowly leaking out of her and dissipating into the air. She tries to force herself to her feet, and her knees buckle, but she grits her teeth and stands again, gripping her monk's spade. She's facing the auditor who's coming towards her, glowing with power, as her power begins to fade, and she looks over her shoulder to see Belcamp, and then she looks to the left and sees Emrin surrounded, the scouts approaching. She can't see Maeve, but she knows she's down there somewhere. She can't see Karis, her lieutenant. She can't see anyone, just these strangers in Belcamp. Emrin, the auditor who is facing you, begins to make another attack on you. The auditor closes in, but also fires a ray from its left hand, attempting to essentially incinerate you, as you have seen auditors do before. Okay. Sweet mother of God. That's a scary one. Uh, that's a nine, which isn't even on the scale. So... Aww. We'll call that ludicrous. Defend yourself, Emrin. Use your athletics. <laughs> oh. That's good, but good is not good enough in this case. Okay, you take 
a six shift hit. I am either taken out or I take a severe consequence. Okay. Mandukai sees you being severely burned and she weighs her options. She tries to think the way that Karis thinks. Logical, detached, objective. The greatest good for the greatest number of people. And as she comes to her decision, she turns to Belcamp and mouths something to him, and his face falls. Mandukai slams her monk spade into the ground, and there is a massive explosion of power. And it looks for a moment as if she's sacrificed herself, but she has not, because she is not a fool. She streaks through the desert, shouldering aside the two infantry people who are already afraid. They go flying one direction or the other. She puts one arm around your waist, Emrin, and she says to you, we have to go. And unless you want to take that severe consequence, this is how you're going to be taken out. Emrin accepts and is taken out of the scene. She flies south over the nook where Maeve is hiding. What do you do, Maeve? Seeing that she's got Emrin and... She has a free arm, if she can see you. I will reveal myself and try to latch onto the arm. She grabs you and flies. As she flies, both of the auditors are firing at her. She takes a hit. She takes another. She almost crashes. But even as the sparkles are swiftly leaking out of her body, she rises up and up and up into the sky until the auditors can no longer see her through the clouds. She switches directions, heading west and north, back over the site, past the damage and the death below, past the 575 people who still remain in the oasis. And as she flies, she screams, a scream filled with so much pain and anger that it rattles the very heavens. The power leaves her, and she begins to fall. She is controlling her descent the best that she can, and as you burst through the clouds again, you see below you the borehole leading to the mall. She's aiming for it. With the last of her power, she creates in front of her a glowing field that slows and slows and slows your descent until, almost perfectly, you shoot back down the borehole and into the mall. Mandukai crashes to the ground, keeping the both of you in front of her, and she's out. Out, like knocked out, or like out, out? Better find out. Emran crawls towards her. I will check her vitals. Okay. She is alive. She is barely alive. The uh, sparkles and the glow are gone from her body. She is once more simply Mandukai. I mean, she's still Mandukai Alarmuti, whose joy is the fire, High Priestess of the Dunes, and the champion of Veliko, obviously. But uh, she is once more in this mortal human body. And it is dying, unless you can do something to stop it. Keva, Zonin, your ship arrives at the mall. Awesome. Can we put it in, like, stealth mode? Make sure that it isn't giving off... Well, the sun is risen, so is it possible that we can, like, hide it as soon as possible? You have to land first. Okay. But it does come in, and the ship starts circling the area around the borehole, and an error comes up again. And the error is telling you that the stop is not accessible. Yeah, yeah there's no landing strip. But is it possible for Kevin to direct it to, like, kind of land, like, kind of inside this hole? I, I know it's not big enough, but kind of, like, sink into the sand a little bit. 
uh, you can you get the ship to land, and while it can't really sink into the sand without crashing, it does land next to the borehole. So it's not hidden, but uh, when it's on the ground right now, it has powered down somewhat, so at least it's not flashing lights and fire everywhere. Okay. Hmm. Remember, you, you and Zonin don't know about what happened at the Oasis, so you're still on your unload these people and get back their mode. Right, well... Yeah. Uh, how, is the hatch open, or do we have to go out the starboard hole? You, the hatch opens when you land. Okay. Well, I usher these people then out. As far as I know, we got to get back to the Oasis, so I uh, get everyone to rush inside. Okay. Uh, Emeryn, you are currently, I assume, not busy trying to attend to Mandakai because you're not a medic. Roll me your notice skill. Okay. You think you might hear something outside. You don't know what it is. Maeve, Maeve, you're going to have to pull her someplace. I hear people coming. Uh, I got her. Do you? Probably not. So what are you doing? What are you doing to help Mandakai? How are you trying to save her? She's losing a lot of blood. I will just perform basic first aid and uh, start like tearing at my robes and crap to make tourniquets. If that'll help at the moment. Okay. Uh, you're helping to slow and stop the bleeding, but you know that she'll need something more than that soon. So the children start coming down the borehole along with the adults who are with them and five goats. And as they come down, they see you and they look very confused. Maybe never mind. It's the children. Wait, that means... Keva and Zonin, you're in a rush, right? Absolutely. Yeah, but I'm... Sh- I I feel like Keva had probably like told Zonin to you know like make sure that they're warned about all the skeletons. Okay, so Zonin, you warned them about the skeletons as they were getting off, right? Yes, of course. I right. uh, told the children that they were, um, oh man, no oh, something adorable. They're stage props. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly for um. Our Halloween equivalent. Okay. Uh, for some spooky festival. Uh, yeah, you, spooky fest. You see the last of the adults who are bringing up the rear disappear down the long borehole. Then I uh, urge Kevin to get back on the ship. We've got to get back out there. Yeah. Emran, what have you just realized? I try to steady myself on my, my sword and get to my feet. They can't go back. They'll get shot down. Emran, you are going to need to use your physique to force your way back up the borehole. And you need to do it as quickly as you can. Mm, I'm feeling so hot. All right, Keva, roll your rapport with that ship. Oh, oh boy. I really hope this sucks this time. Hey, you got a good rapport roll. <laughs> oh, no. Why? Why does fate hate me so? Emran, as you reach the top of the borehole, you see the ship flying away. Emran screams, but I will spare our audio listeners. And that's the end of our session tonight. Thank you for joining us. And until the next time, all the best.